Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Hey, it's so good to be back with you for another episode of the show. As always, I'd love to remind you to share this with someone that you think would find it interesting. Friend, partner, any kind of loved one. Listen with your pet. It means so much to me when this show gets shared because it means that we can just communicate with more people and get more people thinking about different ideas and researching stuff and learning things. So it's what this is all about. So please do share this with a friend that you think would love to listen. Today, we're getting into another intro to, we're talking about Germanic new medicine. I will preface this whole episode by saying that Dr. Hammer, who came up with this system, is a controversial figure. He was in Austria and Germany, and it was a doctor and internist um, there, but there are definitely publications and articles talking about some unique thoughts that he had around Jewish American indoctrination and certainly controversial. Um, some things that would not be accepted today. He did have his medical title officially stripped in 1986 after allegations of malpractice. He rejects chemotherapy. Um, Dr. Hammer has passed away, so he's no longer with us. But certainly there are things about him as an individual person that are controversial. So as with any individual person, you know, decide your philosophy or standpoint on them this episode is meant to introduce you to germanic new medicine which has a following in many parts of the world because of the way that dr hammer mapped out different parts of the brain and how they relate to the organs and he really focused on a mind-body connection with both conscious and unconscious elements so i find his work to be fascinating doesn't mean you have to agree with all of it, but I did want to give you a bit of a disclaimer in the event that you do some research into him because he certainly does have a colorful background. Let's put it like that. So whether or not you like what he did or didn't do um, and whether or not you find this to be scientific, um, I think that there are some very interesting principles that Dr. Hammer came up with different ways of thinking and certainly an interesting way to consider illness and disease um i really appreciate dr hummer's approach to focusing on again this mind-body connection and that the brain and the psyche or that also subconscious element really does control things in our, our body i think it's really interesting because back to the other episodes i've done in this series we were talking about harmony a lot right harmony of the body mind and nature um, and German new medicine really understands the body as a unified organism. So the idea that the psyche integrates all functions of behavior so that the brain is that main computer and it resolves issues in different areas of the body and that we can essentially program it via our psyche. So I find it interesting, to say the least. And there are five empirically discovered laws. Um, it's said to be a natural science. And the idea is that you can, with these rules, identify and treat the disease of the human body. So first rule, 
iron rule of cancer, essentially that there's a two-phase development of every disease to the extent that there's a resolution of the conflict. So what they say in Germanic New Medicine is essentially we have these cycles, right? A day-night cycle that our body goes through every day when things are normal, it's functioning well, all is good. And then if a traumatic event happens, so a traumatic event would be unexpected, you would have no strategy to handle the event it would be dramatic so a big deal in your world you would find it startling or um you know stressful in some way and it really does depend on your ability to handle that conflict we'll get more into the conflict um idea in a moment but the idea is that you're you have two phases of a disease if you resolve the conflict and We actually can go through conflicts that stick around. If you think about childhood disease, for example, um, like asthma or um, obesity, when it begins in childhood, can fluctuate throughout our lives but comes back. And that is said to be a disease considering the regulation of fat stores in your body, diabetes, um, anything that onsets in childhood or throughout your life, allergies that begin, it's interesting, right? And we have reports of people getting allergies and then them going away or not having allergies and then them developing later in life. Um, this framework has a strong thought and methodology that these things arise and develop at a point of trauma. And then there's a conflict active phase. And then once the conflict is resolved on a conscious or unconscious level, then we move into the second phase, which is the healing phase. Um, The experience of shock can be simultaneous or somewhat simultaneous on three levels. So the psyche, the brain, or the organ itself. So obviously if somebody stabs you in a particular organ, there's definitely that physical trauma and shock happening to that organ. Um, But like we've said, there can be something that's happening in the psyche that just feels very difficult, acute, dramatic, and isolating to you so you don't know how to deal with it somehow and you feel isolated in it um, and it's really hard for you Um, again what I find interesting there is that of course not two people don't find the same event traumatic necessarily and so this is where I find it empowering to think okay if we can get a hold of our inner resources somehow then if and we're more resilient and we are adaptable and able to handle the unexpected things that come our way and we feel like we can handle the unexpected things that come our way is there a way for us to lessen the incidence of certain diseases or physical symptoms that show up? Definitely what's interesting to me in this two-phase system that's laid out here is in that first stage, you might not even have symptoms. Some diseases are only identified in the healing phase, that second phase after the conflict is resolved. And what I find fascinating there is that so you let's say like a time of stress in your life, like at work, if you have a deadline or school or just in your personal life, if something, you have this impending deadline, the moment that that deadline hits, you feel a sense of resolution, right? Okay, now it's the holiday break and I can chill out for a bit. That's when we get the physical symptoms, right? Like you'll get a cold or a flu or something and you'll experience or headaches or whatever. And you, once you've chilled out, that's when the disease starts. So that's a very interesting idea that when we're in stress, when we're in that stress response, um, not necessarily the case (laughs) that that's when you're going to get those symptoms actually when it resolves um so as we said first biological law is that all illnesses including cancer occur as a result of an unanticipated event 
I could also take this moment to introduce you further to Dr. Hummer. Um, so he actually got into this idea when his son was murdered in 1978. He was traumatized at that moment by something very unexpected. Um, he was an internist uh, in the oncology clinic at the University of Munich, Germany um, at the time. And he was devastated with grief, of course, at his son's passing. Then he was diagnosed with testicular cancer. So he believed that there's a connection between the mind and body um, and that people who experience traumatic events very were very likely to suffer from a major illness afterward. Of course, it doesn't have to be so traumatic. It can be traumatic news. It's not even something that happened to him. It was something that he heard of that was traumatizing to him. So very interesting, right? Um, he processed many thousands of brain scans of his patients to compare them um, to understand the bodily response at the organ and tissue level. And so he drew up a scientific chart illustrating the biological relationship between the brain and specific organs and tissues found in the human body. And that's where he came up with the five biological laws of the new medicine. And in English, it translated to Germanic new medicine. So again, what I want to emphasize is this interesting mapping out of the tissues of the brain and how it relates to all the organs. And then also the idea that the brain is able to very very precisely control specific parts of the body and its well-being and that we can actually do something ourselves without medical intervention to better prepare and avoid these stressful events and traumatic experiences or that we can process them better when they do happen. So again, there's controversy controversy there for sure. Um he did present his findings in 1981 at the University of Tübingen, um, but they refused to accept his findings and a lot of investigations, a lot of a lot of issues, as I've said. Um, so he was stripped of his license and he died in 2017. So that's a little bit on him. If we move into the second biological law, it states that every disease is made up of two phases. So we kind of already got into that, right? The first il- the first law was all illnesses come from an unanticipated event. The second law is about these two phases. So actually we did sort of cover that. There's the cold phase, conflict active phase. Um, that's from the traumatic event in the beginning. Then until the hot phase which is where there's the conflict resolution moment where either you unconsciously or consciously resolve that trauma that first occurred Um, and that would then take you into the hot phase or the healing phase which is restoration Ooh, one thing to remember though um if you look at rheumatoid arthritis infectious or allergic diseases of any kind apparently it's it's not that there's only one part or the other part. So in medical textbooks, but apparently there's not a single phase. There there are two phases. So it's not that one, so a cold and your cold extremity. So you only have a cold part of that disease. There is a warm and second phase of every single disease. So the idea is that you have to have both. And that really is a law too, just to clarify. A third law. So here we go. This is talking about the different parts of the brain. You have the old brain and the newer brain. We have the endoderm, which is the old brain. It's the brain stem. 
and we have the mesoderm there as well. In the conflict active phase, you're going to get cell multiplication. The idea is that a tumor of sorts would be forming. And then in the conflict resolution phase or the healing phase, you have the breakdown of those tumors by the appropriate microbes. If you want to talk about the ectodermal organs and the ectodermal tissue in the cerebral cortex, then at that point, and there are some also mesodermal organs that are directed by the cerebrum in the cerebrum there that are also in this category where they will show cell decrease in the conflict active phase. So it's not like an ulcer where the cells are being eaten away in the conflict active phase and then they're being restored. So those building blocks come back in the healing phase. So first part, old brain, brain stem, and some parts of the mesoderm, which will build up a tumor and then it gets taken down. Um, there's the other one, which is for the cerebrum and ectodermal organs. And that one would be cell decrease, so ulcers. And that's where things are broken down until the healing phase where they're built back up again. So the idea here is that he's really mapping out which parts of the brain map to an organ and what's going on in that first phase of healing versus the second phase of healing and so how can you how can you see what's happening there is based off of what symptoms are presenting in the first or second part and he's really mapped out every disease like it's oh my goodness we could be here for hours i'm trying to just give you a brief overview um fourth law is there's a correspondence between embryonic layer related organ groups um, an embryonically related group of microbes. So his whole thing, he, he really rejected, I think, traditional germ theory in a sense because he, he, he looked at viruses, bacteria, and fungi being a very critical part of healing and the body's ability to heal itself. Um, so he really doesn't believe in, you know, the sanitize, no bacteria. He really thinks that each organism has its own purpose um and so the idea here is again so i hesitate because it's controversial right but i think it's important to just go through what it is that his methodology is and maybe we can learn something from it so um the ectoderm that outer layer of the brain is related to viruses so viruses would be a part of potentially that healing cycle they all microbes are said to be steered from the brain. Um, and so microbes are not meant to be what bring symptoms, but they actually optimize the healing phase. That's what this biological law states. So the outer ectoderm of the brain, the cerebral cortex, viruses are helping in the healing phase. The mesoderm, you've got bacteria and mycobacteria like tuberculosis, that is said to be helping in the healing phase within the cerebral medulla and parts of the cerebellum. Then in the endoderm, the brainstem, the healing phase, you will have fungi that is there to help doing the cleaning up in the healing phase. I've got an image for you on this if you like to see things visually. I certainly like to, it helps. Um, so that's the fourth law, that there is relation between embryonic layer related organ groups and related microbes, fourth biological law. Last but not least, we see the fifth one, 
Um, and the fifth biological law essentially states, let me get it here. It's called quintessence. Um, and it helps us understand the biological reason or necessity for the physical manifestation. Mm, find that to be not so clear. Um, if I'm honest with you, essentially it's turning us to original medicine and it's saying that our ignorance is our ignorance has prevented us from recognizing that all so-called diseases have a special biological meaning so the fifth biological law is really the quintessence of the four preceding natural laws it's the most meaning and it's apparently opening up a new dimension and it's the soul of germanic new medicine so it's essentially this premise that we've been saying with the other I think healing modalities, it's this idea that everything is one, if I can consolidate this knowledge. It's this connection to the cosmos around us, nature, the cosmos. Um, yeah. So actually in Spain, they call German New Medicine La Medicina Sagrada, Um which was come up, they came up with that in Andalusia, 1995 or so. It's this idea of a godly dimension, so the oneness idea. Um, and so the idea that Mother Nature, quote unquote, or nature is not fallible, really. Um, that everything happens, everything happens for a reason, even if we don't know it, um, and if we don't understand it, and that we need to trust that natural order of things. Hopefully I've done that last one justice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this idea that diseases, quote unquote, are not just these annoyances that we have or that we should fix them, but that there really is a natural order to things and that our body is very intelligent and connected to everything around us and that they are responding to things around us. So there's a reason and our body knows it. And even if it's puzzling or it seems nonsensical, the idea is that it's all connected to nature and this oneness of the universe and that essentially if we can i suppose understand and believe that every occurrence in nature has a meaning then um, we can take disease in that same understanding that there's a meaning behind what's happening and it's not just manifested um and that the brain is the commute the, the computer here so we do have some some say over it right i think in in traditional ways of thinking well traditional let's say mainstream i keep saying traditional but in mainstream ways of thinking okay you drink a lot of alcohol you might have cirrhosis of the liver down the line because you have alcoholism um and so that's like a linear progression and we can see that or you ate certain foods that made you have a heart attack because you had clogged arteries this is kind of like the logic we have i think this takes it a step further and is saying there are emotional implications there's a reason that these different adaptations happen in the body there's there are processes that the body undergoes to naturally heal itself depending on traumas and its environment and that we need to take note if you are interested in these laws and going further there definitely there's the whole chart that dr Hummer set out and way more literature that you can dive into so i will post a few links of things that got me 
just going and to scratch the surface on this. And I think that it certainly gives us a new way of approaching disease and healing and a new way to look at the body. I hope you found this fascinating. I certainly do. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the show. If you like what you heard today, I would appreciate so much if you would like, subscribe, and review the show. It makes a world of difference in other people being able to find the information and the show that I'm putting out there into the world. So I appreciate you listening today and please do share if you feel called. Thank you.